It's week 14. If you've made it to this point, you're still in a good mood. That means you got a chance to win some playoff money. Unlike the two so-called experts in front of you, uh, I was uh, bowed summarily out last week in a, uh, a pretty good matchups, actually. You know, sometimes it just doesn't happen. And when you have to win seven weeks in a row, you're probably in trouble. I'm Brady Tinker at DFW Sports Beat alongside Jeff Tito Thidoff at Thid Happens. Week 14, six teams on the bye week this week. And many of you sitting here trying to get in maybe to next week or the week's af week after's playoffs and to try to get your roster just right. So we've done a lot of work to get you ready. You ready, buddy? Uh-oh, now I'm not hearing you. Hit a, hit a button for me. I'm not hearing you. Hit a different hit, hit a different button. I don't hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Still don't have you. I got nothing. I see you. You look good. But I don't hear nothing. Let's see. Let's see if I'm doing something wrong. Uh, no. Mike seems to be on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't hear you. Do you hear me? You don't hear me either. Okay. You do hear me. I just don't hear you. Uh, I've got my volume up all the way. Uh, let's see if I have mute mic. No, unmuted. Now try. Now try talking for me. Nope. Still don't have you. Mike, there we go. My mic is unmuted. Your mic is unmuted. It wasn't muted. Got my mic on here. I'm plugged in with my mic. Oh, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Bear with me. Bear with us, America. All right. Now, now you hear me? You hear me. I still don't hear you. Damn. Here, how about now? Yeah. There we there go. You go. There we go. There we go. All right. We apologize, America. But I, adjusted, I adjusted the plug. Okay. Going to be a good show. Good afternoon to you, friend. Happy holidays. Same to you, my man. Uh, all right. Here we go. Item number one for the big week of number 14. Winners is how we start. I wrote Tampa Bay and then sort of put my palms up as they get to six and six sort of inexplicably. <laughs> and the one thing about Tampa right. Bay, you know, is one, they're going to win the NFC South because no one else can. And two, four right. nets back and Rashad White. And that may end up being a split. So if yeah. you have one of the two, maybe you're happy, maybe you're not. And then Evans is due. I wrote that down. Evans is due. Evans is a touchdown machine. Evans is due. Those are, the, those are my notes on Tampa. Like Brady, every while it seems like well, I'm getting about every third can you hear me now word. Yeah, now I can. I'm gonna keep on pushing. So, Evans is due. You may have commented on that. Okay. Cade Otten had 10 Please. targets. Yep. Yeah, Kate Otten is certainly somebody we looked at as a tight end. 
Yeah, it's a type you could pick up in some leagues. I think that he was a streaming option. Yeah. Uh, I also wrote down the Browns as winners. Deshaun Watson is back. He didn't do much, uh, but the Browns right. won. He had 131 yards passing, 21 rushing, but now he gets maybe a better foe. I, I don't know. I, I just sort of think maybe the Browns are interested at this point. So from a fantasy perspective, that might be a good thing. Maybe Kareem Hunt finally makes a little bit more of a dent. Um, maybe Amari Cooper is better. There's a chance that they're all a little bit better because Deshaun's there. It's a meaningful game. They, um, they, they're not completely out of things yet. They're close, but they're not completely out of it yet. Yeah, agreed. Uh, item number two, losers. The Ravens win but lose. At eight and four, they haven't helped us much as fantasy guys really since week three or four. Uh, Lamar is out. I feel badly for him. I want Lamar to get a contract. I think Lamar is a good player. I think that's the right organization for him to be in. And I'm sure he will get paid, but probably not as much as he probably should. Uh, and right. for some reason that, that bothers me a little bit, uh, but they will need to make the playoffs uh, for him and to help him get paid as well. I also wrote the Jaguars down as losers, losers of seven of nine. And now uh, there's three teams there getting ready to face Tennessee, Dallas, and the New York Jets that are going to be tough for them. But then right. I began to think about it, and I thought, well, that quarterback's throwing a little bit more. Those wide receivers, there's three of them. Maybe they're yeah. becoming a more viable fantasy team in these last few weeks. Yeah, they could be. Get back to Lamar Jackson. Isn't it interesting to see how, um, you know, Lamar Jackson and Harbaugh and the Ravens all feel like a perfect fit together, just like it did with the Dude. Saints and Breeze and Sean Payton. Yeah. And you get these yeah. situations where the coach – and the uh, you know Brady Belichick on a whole other level, but you get with the where the coach and the quarterback really seem to get each other. Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's yeah. um it, when something like that's happened, that's 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 a Lamar Jackson. I hope he gets a big contract too. He may have to take a little bit less because of what's happened, but it seems like that's a really good marriage for all all the parties involved. I also think he takes a little bit less because there aren't that many teams in the league who would say, okay, give me him for 300 million and right. I'm going to completely redesign my offense. Cause, cause for the most part, for most teams, that's what you have to do. And I'm not saying it's Russell Wilson's fault, but if you see what happened with Russell Wilson in Denver, that might make some teams pause to add a quarterback out of another system. No doubt. Uh, item number three surprises the Steelers. Um, I'm happy to have the Steelers relevant. Their defense is playing better. I like it when the Steelers are fun to watch. Right. But then I wrote, but does it help fantasy players? Because picket to pickins ain't happening with any regularity. Uh, maybe the tight ends got some regularity. It's totally hit and miss on what running backs are going to do what. I have an idea for them this week, but I like the Steelers being back. I'm not sure it does anything for any of us in the fantasy world. Friar Muth, I think, is the, the yeah. viable option there, the tight end. I like him quite a bit. I liked him in the, before the season started and thought he'd be a good pickup. I uh, grabbed him in a couple of dynasty leagues that I'm in, so I'm happy with that. The running game, you're right. You're going to play Najee Harris, so I don't think you're going to sit Najee Harris. But right. uh, as far as receivers go, I mean, Pickens does not do enough consistently to warrant an every-week start. This week with six teams off, he might warrant a start there. Mm. But Friar Muth is the only – Friar Muth and Harris are the two must-starts. I love the defense this week going against the Ravens now. With uh, with Huntley back there playing quarterback for them, Me so um, I, although Huntley's a very talented quarterback and put up some decent numbers last year when he had to play, it's still a good matchup for the Steelers defense as they're on a roll. Agreed. Uh, the Raiders beat the Chargers, kind of a surprise. The Raiders looking human uh, all the while too late, but again for fantasy football players, not bad. 
And I certainly think the rumors of Sean Payton to the Chargers are going to begin to heat up. Uh, that, that I think so too. That head coach begins to for, for me as I watch them and I look at that roster and that quarterback and everything. I think he's getting as little out of that group as he can the last two years. I think right. It's it's time. Tom Herbert will leave it from that in there. That, that could really help that team. Uh, item number four, ads. These are what you want to know. So who are we adding? Because it's week 14 and you probably have somebody off and you can't lose and you're looking for an outlier that might help. The first one I wrote down, he's probably picked up in most leagues. But in case, Tyler Boyd is the first name I wrote and essentially all of the Bengals. And then check on whether or not Hayden Hurst is playing or not. But right now, the Bengals got a big boost of confidence in beating Kansas City, who they kind of own like their bitch these days. Uh, being from Kansas City, it's a little three frustrating. Row, you, yeah. got, you got to admit it, uh, three games in a row and two of them massive comebacks. And, and really, they came back in this game as yeah. well. So they seem to be able to make the adjustments to slow down Mahomes and Andy, and they seem to be able to make the proper adjustments to get what they want on offense. So tip of the hat to them, and they made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, but if Tyler Boyd happens to be available, that team is going to be, for the most part, all about throwing the football. Yeah, and look around, too, at guys who are, if you're in a situation, not like Brady and I are, as we've already discussed, but if you're in a situation where you're in the playoffs, and so week 14 doesn't matter that much to you uh, because you're locked in, playoffs start week 15. Look at players that are either off this week or injured still on IR that you might be able to add. I'll give you a name that I've been picking up in a couple of my leagues, Brady, is Dallas Goddard, the tight end for Philadelphia. People cut off their teams when he got hurt because yep. he knew he'd come back into 15 or so. If he's available, yep. I grab him and stash him. Just to think he's Great. got some value there. Um, you know, there's guys like that that are out there that are coming off IR. And also look at the quarterback situations. Somebody might have gotten crazy and dropped Garoppolo. Not that you want Garoppolo starting, but you know, as you look, if you're a dynasty league and you want to throw a quarterback on your roster, maybe a backup guy, look at things like that too as you plan for next year. Guys you can pick up, maybe you're out this year, that somebody cut loose in a dynasty league and grab somebody like that, and it might just fill a roster spot for you next year. Very good. Um, for this week... Uh, being from Kansas City, I have a feeling here that Jarek McKinnon gets a big role. Uh, Denver uh, against the Chiefs, it will be a lower scoring game than you think. Denver can stop the run. Uh, they yeah. can't score, but they can stop the run. And and these games, when it goes to Pat's just going to throw, McKinnon is really his favorite choice to be in there and to throw uh, checkdowns to and screens and stuff like that too. So I sort of have a feeling McKinnon could have a double-digit point game for you this week against Denver. I think he's one of the most likely players to score for the Chiefs anyway, right? I mean, if you look at where the way the offense is going to run, and certainly if, if, if Mahomes trusts you and Andy Reid trusts you, you're going to get a lot of looks in that offense. So, yeah, I think McKinnon's a sneaky play. David Montgomery got most of the carries last week with Justin Fields back. The Bears do want to carry that momentum forward, and it can't be all Fields. Montgomery has finished the last couple of years very strong. It's never a great yards per carry. But, but David Montgomery likes to play. You hand him the football, he wants to run it. He runs it hard. He will catch sling passes. And if he happens to be sitting around and you need him in week 14, I'm, I'm all for that. Yep, I think so too. I've often said I think Justin Fields is the best running back on that team. But no I doubt. think they're a little more cautious with him as far as how many attempts he gets. And so that means more for Montgomery. Uh, Quez Watkins of Philadelphia. 14 catches in his last four games. And you're saying, meh. On the other hand, uh, four of them over 30 yards, two of them right. over 70 yards. He is a big play guy. He has a tendency to go to the house. So 14 catches in four games also includes two touchdowns. 
And when I watch them lately, he's very comfortable throwing the ball to Quez Watkins. Now, in theory, he's his third or fourth target. I got that. But they're also right. rolling. So if you need, you know, I, I play in a league, and I, and I enjoy this, where we give bonuses for touchdowns over 30 of three, over 40 is four, and over 50 is five. Man, right. when those things happen, you're talking about a 16-point play. And and so Quez Watkins is always in my league on, on the radar. There is nothing wrong with being the guy behind the guy behind the guy in a high-scoring offense, you know, Absolutely. because A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith are getting a lot of attention on that team still. And so, yeah, Watkins is the deep threat, the guy who can sneak past the double coverages they have on those other two guys and can find his find a seam. It's a dangerous weapon and definitely a high upside guy. If you need a running back, this one's a little bit of a desperation, but this is about Boston Scott's time of year. He runs hard. He's smaller yeah. than you think. He's tougher than you think. And you watch him, you're like, God, okay. He's got right. something. And boy, doesn't he bring something to an already pretty good team. He tends to score touchdowns. This is just his time of year. If you're in need, he got six or seven carries last week, which is up from what he'd been getting. I have a feeling there's a little bit of a Boston Scott fresh legs signing for Philadelphia this week. The Falcons are off, the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, the Saints in the commander so there's gonna be running backs out there you're gonna to need to fill on your spot that's a good one also mike boone from denver um is somebody else who's just kind of a sneaky play to put down there right yeah no doubt absolutely and and if you're the chief or if you're playing the chiefs wouldn't you be running absolutely right? yes mean, they, they want they wanted no part of tackling samaje piran no part they're no, bruised no, no. and battered this ain't what we do paddle get 35 and we'll be fine and and they have to sit through that film session It'll be a long one. There were a lot of Chiefs who were reaching for shoelaces in that game. Yep. Yep. Uh, Boston Scott got you. Uh, okay, here we go. First time I've said this name. Chigo. I'm going to shorten it. Okonkwa. <laughs> yes. Tight end, Tennessee. Now, I I hear you, but it's that week. Ten targets in the last two games. He's a big oh, son sure, of a bitch. Yeah. He runs yep. in the middle of the football field. Where does Tannehill throw the ball best? Right over the center. It's his favorite throw. Right. And AJ's gone, the Arkansas uh, wide receiver. Eh. And if you right, need a Burks, tight end, yeah. right? I, hey, I wasn't laughing at the call. I was laughing at the fact I'm glad you said his name first, so I don't have to. I was worried I had to say it first. I'm glad you did. But yes, he is a viable option as a tight end streamer. Again, six teams off this week. This is a monster week for bye weeks, the last week of bye weeks for the season. If you need somebody, by all means, that's a decent guy to plug in. Uh, it's spelled O K O N K W O. I believe is correct. Okunwo. Uh, Tutu Atwell. Here I go again. Uh, Tutu Atwell has caught my eye a couple times this year because when you throw Tutu Atwell the ball and he catches it, he tends to run 75 yards. He's really right. fast. And guess who throws the ball a lot to Tutu Atwell while they're not playing? John Wolford, the quarterback of the Rams. Last week, Tutu caught four passes on five targets. And he averages, in his seven catches on the year, get this, 2-2 averages 31.2 yards per catch. Amazing. Right. That's a great stat. That is a great stat, yeah. Uh, Noah Fant, we've been talking about him for a couple of weeks, seems to be the primary mm -hmm. target, seems to be in the vision of the quarterback in Seattle. Last four games, 15 catches. Not a huge number, but a, but a decent uh, floor number. And he has a touchdown. And we all watched him in Denver run around and think, man, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. And, and right. physically, I think he can be. I think so, too. And I know that uh, you got Tyler Lockett out there, DK Metcalf. And so, but this is a guy, though, again, just like the guy behind the guy behind the guy. If they're paying a lot of attention to Lockett, and Metcalf, that tight end can be over the seam right there and gets a good look for touchdowns also down in the red zone. 
James Cook, the running back in uh, Buffalo for the Bills. It ends up maybe being a split backfield, but he also uh, he had 20, 20 touches against New England in that game, but he also catched the ball well out of the backfield. I doubt he's a free agent. Uh, you might be able to trade for him. I don't know. It depends on the depth of your league, but James Cook all of a sudden has pretty fresh legs. Absolutely. Cook is someone I think they're going to use a lot down the stretch as well because of the fresh legs, and I think he's got a huge burst. He's got a very high ceiling. I think they're going to see what they have in him uh, down the stretch in Buffalo. Yeah, this could be Singletary's replacement. This is what happens, ladies and gentlemen. It's a good thing to pay attention to. Look around and see what rookies are in year four. Yeah. Because that's the end of their rookie contract. And in the NFL right now, it is almost persona non grata to give a guy who's been in the league four or five years the next contract. They're too right. beat up. It's too harsh and too too physical a league. You don't do it. So literally, James Cook may be literally right there taking Singletary's job right in front of your face. Uh, Alec Pierce, the wide receiver in Indy, in weeks three through eight, I saw Alec Pierce. I'm like, I see that. I, I see right. that. That guy runs good routes. He makes himself big. He catches the ball. Things got so bad in Indy that he kind of disappeared. But Maddie threw him the ball seven times last week. He ended up with four catches for 86 yards. Uh, in a beatdown by the Cowboys, but but Alec Pierce is pretty good. Yeah, Alec Pierce is. It's and the unfortunate thing is it always ties into the quarterback. How well does Matt Ryan play? That'll be the difference in, right. in whether he and also Paris Campbell, those guys are viable. But if Matt Ryan has a good game, you can bet it's because Alec Pierce has big numbers as well. Tight end Daniel Bellinger for the Giants is back. I was on this guy about week three. He had the Bavaro, only faster look, right? He had the, right. maybe he's Travis Kelsey look, big, strong, you can't hurt him. And then they hurt him. Uh, right. He ended up with a thumb in the eye socket, which broke uh, part of an eye socket that he literally oh. had to have surgery on. And lo and behold, he's an NFL friggin' football player because here he is, broken eye socket and all. Daniel Bellinger back for the Giants. I think he had three catches last week. Probably nobody noticed but when right. we eyeballed him in weeks maybe two, three, four before he got hurt, we were sort of buying Daniel Bellinger, and Danny Dimes needs somebody big in the middle of the field to throw the football to. Sure he does, yeah. And, and that's where his bread and butter is because if he can get it over the middle, that, that's a great safety valve for him. Again, Jones another guy playing for his next contract, so he's going to look yep. for him a lot. That's got the best success, I think, as far as the passing game goes for the Giants. Uh, and then tight end, uh, Greg Dolchich. You've been telling people about this guy for three or four weeks, but people turn their nose up at Denver players. Uh, it looks like uh, one of Denver's wide receivers is out for at least a couple of weeks. Who is it? Uh, the big one, the tall one. Um, help me out. Portland Sutton. Anyway. Huh? Are you talking about Sutton? Yeah. Right. I think Sutton's out a couple of weeks. Uh, so... Um, this kid gets more looks. Greg Dulcich, D-U-L-C-H-I-H, Denver tight end. Russell throws the ball to him quite a bit in the last three or four weeks. I know you yes. told people about him three or four weeks ago, but he also completes passes to him, which is another part of the equation. Yep, he definitely he takes advantage of the targets. He certainly has a great catch rate. Um, he is somebody who definitely has a lot of value, yes. Uh, number five is drop the asses. I, I, don't, I can't find too many with six bi-week teams, et cetera, et cetera. Jimmy Garoppolo no. certainly can be can be dropped. I imagine it's got to be three to five weeks. Most of our seasons are over by then. Uh, no ligament yeah. damage is what I heard today. So they're thinking, they're hoping upon hopes that, hey, maybe uh, if they win playoff game number one or they happen to have a bye, maybe he's back. But that doesn't do anything for yeah. the rest of you. That's the only drop that I had. Do you have any others? 
No, that's the big one because again, with yeah. the, with the six bye weeks and all the injuries, there's not a lot of guys you can actually really cut unless. Right. It, and so, I guess it depends on who you're adding. You know what I mean? So, like if you're adding a receiver like you've talked about or a tight end, then maybe you cut your tight end or your receiver or your defense or whatever. You know, if you're making a, sw- a swap somewhere, but there's not many guys to cut this week. We may have a much bigger list next week getting the playoffs, but for this week. You know, Garoppolo is the only one you seriously have to look at. You're not cutting Lamar Jackson. He's going to be back in a few weeks. We'll talk about his injury. But what, one to four weeks, right, for him, PCL? Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, you're not cutting someone like that. Garoppolo, yes, you're cutting because there's no way he plays before week 17 unless you're in a dynasty league. Item number six, these guys are just flat bad, and some of them I don't know what to do about it, starting off with Alvin Kamara. I can't quite explain it. I know that when I watch Alvin Kamara with Sean Payton as head coach, no matter who the quarterback is, he gets 15 to 22 touches. They find ways to get him in space. It seems easy for them. And now all of a sudden, after the first four or five weeks, it's once again hard for the New Orleans Saints to get Alvin Kamara even hardly any touches. Jamming the ball just to the right of the center isn't really working. That whole Saints offense has just been bad. It's you know Andy Dalton's back there instead of Jameis Winston. Uh, Michael Thomas isn't out there. Jarvis Landry isn't out there very often. And Mm. so there's not a lot of weapons there. Their best weapon offensively that they use, because they don't use Kamara, but the best weapon they've used has been Taysom Hill. But Kamara's beating the ball a lot more often. I'm not sure if that's a, if it's a play calling thing, if, if something, Kamara's done something to piss somebody off. I don't, maybe somebody else is seeing something we're not, but it feels like, yeah, if, if I'm that Saints offense, every friggin' week, I'm giving him 20 touches. I don't care because you know what? He might not play to be in the next year also. I don't care if you were run him down now. So because the legal issues he's got, it makes no sense to me. Cortland Sutton and the Broncos have not been very good. Now Sutton has a hammy, which seems like it's going to be a one to two week thing. And if I'm Cortland Sutton, aren't I sort of nursing that hammy right now? I mean, I, I just Absolutely. Am. I, yes. I just they, they, they've said he's day to day, but they, I think they're being a little too coy about it. I'm with you. I think it's a, it's a one to two week injury, and I'm not even sure after one or two weeks if he wants to come back and play this year. No, I no. would. Uh, the other team is just flat bad, and we're being repetitive. Are the Texans disappointing? And <laughs> that both of us thought we'd get some Texans late comeback, late covers, et cetera, et cetera, right. that might be helpful for our fantasy team. I'm a Davis Mills fan. Thought maybe those two wide receivers, et cetera, and they've they've got they've got nothing. And now they get the yeah. Cowboys, uh, and the and the Cowboys will put the beat down on Houston because people in Dallas don't like Houston. They're all made aware of it. When we're in the locker room, we're saying, right. "Oh, by the way, don't take this one lightly," because we fucking hate Houston. Go step <laughs> on their asses. Bills uh, uh, so, is back this week playing quarterback, but yeah, the I know. Cowboys, they're a seventeen point favorite, aren't they? Yes. It's ridiculous. Like it's a huge favorite in an NFL game. Uh, you don't see many like the seventeen to twenty point range as far as as far as points means. Uh, there should be a beat down in that one. Yes, the Texans have been incredibly disappointing. Damian Pierce might be hitting that uh, that rookie wall. Also, not that you're going to sit him. You're probably still going to play him. But it's just it, he does not look as fresh as he did in weeks like two through eight. Yeah, it's one more. You know, and if I was in that room, I'd be challenging the Cowboys. Listen, you you slowed down the Minnesota running back. You slowed down the Giant running back. Right. You slowed down the Indianapolis running back. Now you're feeling better about your run defense. But if you if you turn your head and cough, this kid from Houston can put up 140 yards on you. I mean, they're not very good, yes. but he's good, right? He's good. His legs are still young. He's friggin' yes. 21 years old, you know? So he, right. he's, at least at the beginning of this game, he's going to be ready for the Cowboys just as they're ready for him. I agree. I agree. 
Um, Cowboy game too, by the way, just a couple of notes. I, I look for the Cowboys to get out fast because they haven't been doing that. Even in the 54 to 14 win, they were sluggish in the first half. Uh, and a, a name that is out there is Malik Davis, and that's out here. Okay, but he has appeared in four or five games. He's averaging 4.5 yards a carry. He does have a touchdown. He runs hard. And I would think if the Cowboys are really planning well, that you want to get out early against this Houston team and get Zeke and Pollard some rest. Uh, and Malik Davis is not a bad player. So I'm only saying, you're desperate. You got two injuries. You got bye weeks. You don't know what the hell to do. And somehow you got to win. Malik Davis is an outside source. You watch him run. He runs hard. He runs hard. Could this be a situation, Brady, where they like almost the point where both Pollard and Zeke they want to get to the point where they can sit the entire second half? You think that's a possibility? I absolutely think that's what the Cowboys would like to have happen. Yes, really. Other than that defense, the running game is a key to this team. Uh, Zeke's been dinged up off and on. Pollard's right. had more carries than he's ever had in his life, almost combined. So, and and if any of that shuts down this magical run this team is on, probably shuts down as well. So, yeah. yes. The Cowboys would love to get Malik Davis 17 carries. I don't know that it'll happen, but boy, would they love to do it, and, and he's capable. Uh, item number seven, this is what else uh, everybody wants to know. Who we starting? So I already gave you 2-2 Atwell versus the Raiders. Rams versus Raiders. First time I've been marginally excited about the Rams all year because they got a backup right. quarterback who doesn't know he's supposed to be shitty and a bunch of other guys who are saying, we're playing for contracts somewhere. Right. Right. So Rams and Raiders probably I don't even look at the over and under, but I, I, I bet this game gets to 50 on the over and under. So. And that means that means the Rams score some points. So two two Atwell, who we told you averages 31.2 yards per catch. Amazing. Uh, I'm starting. Amazing. I'm starting him if you need him. Yep. Jalen Warren is my other sneaky one. I think Pittsburgh's going to have a tough time running the football straight ahead. Right. Um, so. Yes, I think they're starting running back starts, but I think the bottom line is, and, and I heard it out of the coach's mouth this week, we're going to use Jalen Warren a little bit more, meaning we need a little bit less plodding and pounding and a little bit more on the edge, a little bit more something. Uh, and I think he's in their future plans. I, I think they'd like to see some more out of Jalen Warren. I think so too. I think he's a great safety valve for Kenny Pickett as well. So I think that yeah. he's a, as, as much as Najee Harris does his job catching the ball, uh, Jalen Warren's got more of a chance of breaking a big game than Najee Harris does this year, at least. And so, yeah, I love Jalen Warren. I, I hope the Steelers do use him more. That that can be the kind of thing that offense really needs. Um, here's another game that I don't hate that may surprise some people. The Bengals uh, and the Browns are this week. Uh, the Browns ain't rolling over. They got their quarterback right. back in. David Njoku had a week off. And yet when he's played this year, and I think eight games, he's actually been pretty good. The Bengals have been lower half versus tight ends. And I, mm -hmm. again, I'm thinking there's 50 points or so scored in this game, which I'm probably wrong. It's been the under all year. But I, David Njoku may have gotten dropped, et cetera, et cetera. If you're looking for a tight end, he's he's pretty good when he's in the game. He is. He does produce. I'm interested to see how he connects with Deshaun Watson out there, too, which is what we want to see. He had the relationship with Brissett, obviously, with Baker before that. But Njoku certainly someone who underperformed really the first half of his career, but he's kind of got paid anyway. Paid, you're right. Got the big contract before he put up the numbers. Um, so I, I don't, the Browns offense is a bit of an enigma right now because last week they destroyed the Texans. They had two touchdowns. Uh, they had a defense and a special teams touchdown also. And so they just dominated the Texans that way. Short field. Watson's stats were great. 
anxious or curious to see how he will perform this week against the Bengals. But if he has a good game, and Joke is going to play a big role in that. Great. And I just think, you know, when Watson looks across the line of scrimmage this week and sees Joe Burrow, he's like, okay, it's time for me to, to step up. It's time for me to match yep. what's going on on the other side. Uh, Cam Akers finally had a decent game. I mean, finally. And so I've got him starting this week. They're against Seattle. Seattle's run defense isn't very good. Uh, oh, that's what they were against last week. And now he gets the Raiders again. So we mentioned this game, uh, Rams Raiders. I, I, right. I like Cam Akers against the Raiders in, in what I believe is a relatively high scoring game. Yeah, I think so. Cam finally did do that. And look, like you said, all these guys are playing for their job, playing for the next contracts also. And yeah. you, you might see Baker Mayfield out there also playing another guy. This is a, the rest of the season. Now I wouldn't be surprised if Stafford doesn't play another down for the Rams this year. I think it's all just guys trying to get ready show what they can do for next season and beyond. So actually, Akers actually, should have a decent game. Actually, some rumblings here in Dallas that that uh, he may be finished, that he may call it a career. Well, Stafford, yeah, I, it yeah. wouldn't surprise me. I, I don't think he's yeah. never struck me as a guy who wants to have like the Brady-type run where you play until you're like 45 years old. He's had a good career, got beat up in Detroit quite a bit. He's a Super Bowl ring now. I, I, I think Stafford's somebody who will end his career sooner rather than later. Agreed. Uh, what happens to the running game in Seattle? Because they like to run. So DJ Dallas stepped up last week, and I went looking, and there aren't a whole lot of other options. Tony Jones got a few carries, but that head coach is going to run the football. DJ Dallas is pretty good at catching it as well. Uh, they get Carolina at yeah. home, and they're still in the playoff hunt. So I, I, I'm putting DJ Dallas in if I need him at all. Dallas got hurt in the game last week and then came back and played, which I right. guess, uh, you know, Pete Carroll in his postgame really had high praise for that. He, he led them. He had a 37 rushing yards in the game on 10 carries. They've got Tony Jones Jr., um, and they've also got um, Travis Homer. Travis Homer last week was inactive, but those are three guys that could look at if Kenneth Walker doesn't play. But uh, just not to steal the thunder out of the injuries out of the number nine uh, item coming up, but – uh, Kenneth Walker could still play this week is what um, is what really? Carroll said on his weekly radio show. Yeah, he wow, said he still okay. might play. They're not completely ruling him out yet. The MRI um, showed it was a strain, and so they think there's a chance he could be available. Okay. Um, well, all right. We agree on this, too. Carolina and Pete Carroll want to run the football. So yeah, you know what did. I did last week? In a week where I needed to win, I picked up Ty Johnson. The Jets, I picked up a couple other guys and basically told my partner, we're waiting until game time. And we're going right. to try and assess who's going to get 10 to 15 touches and choosing them. Ty Johnson came through for me pretty good with eight or nine catches. Had a feeling about that game, right? You could kind of tell yeah. the Jets weren't going to be able to run it, which means Ty Johnson's right. in to catch it, which is how it worked out. So use your brain that way if you need to this week as well. Lions defense um, stepped up and they are, excuse me, Lions offense is stepping up again. They mm -hmm. first three weeks of the season, they were great. Last four games, Lions have scored 31, 31, 25, and 40. Goff is good right. when he's in a rhythm, when they've got a running game. Jared Goff can be successful. St. Brown, Chark, and now maybe Jamison Williams, who played, who suited, who got one target and only played eight plays. I don't know what to make of that, but I do believe in this Lions offense. So do I, and I, I still believe in Jamison Williams because I think he's going to score again this week. He's got, what, 14 touchdowns now in the season. Um, I still think Jamison Williams one DeAndre Swift. That's the whole thing with that is seeing how they split those snaps up but they're doing a lot of things right on offense. It is not an easy time playing the Lions now. This is not the rollover Lions you may have seen last year. Uh, th this team right. is, is really fighting. 
Yeah, they they mirror their coach. Dan Campbell's a hard ass, yeah. and they're going to do things at the line of scrimmage to affect the game. And once they improve their defense, they're about week six or seven. It made a difference. It kind of kind of got them going again. Uh, Deontay Foreman is someone we told you all to pick up five or six weeks ago. He's been great. Dinged up a little bit, uh, but had a bye week last week. He loves to run, and the Seahawks uh, cannot stop the run. Deontay Foreman did not practice today with a okay. foot injury, so he's still dinged up. Nothing's Nothing includes today. It's Wednesday. He didn't practice today. Keep an eye on that monitor the situation. But, yes, if he plays, he's a guy you're going to want to start. Just keep an eye on his uh, status throughout the week um, as far as uh, injury goes. Miami and the Chargers play this week. I'm iffy on this, but, again, for those who need a back, I'm probably going to start Raheem Mostert this week. They need to be able to run the ball a little bit. The Chargers are not a great run defense. This is, game is going to be pretty wide open. This might be a 60-point over and under game here. I haven't looked, but it wouldn't surprise me if these two teams score 60. It's a flex game. It's indoors in uh, L.A. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of reasons to think it wouldn't be. The Chargers, you're right, they give up a lot of points. Miami gives up a lot of points. Um, so, uh, yeah, this has got a recipe for uh, – there's a lot of players you could probably start on both teams in this game. We mentioned uh, Chigo Okonkwa, the Titans tight end. I'm putting him in this week if I need a tight end. Tannehill likes the big guy in the middle. Uh, Ten targets, seven for 103 in the last two games. That's not nothing. He's a big old bastard. And then Latavius Murray. Okay. We haven't even really mentioned this because Denver kind of sucks. Latavius is just a guy that really plays hard. It's amazing how long he's kept his career going. Tip of the hat to him. But he's going to play Kansas City. And, and the Chiefs last week wanted no part of tackling the running back. And Latavius is that kind of back. Here he comes again. Here he comes again. You tackle him. No, you tackle him. The, the Chiefs right, right now, you know, everybody thinks they're still a Super Bowl contender, which they probably are. Played like pussies last couple of weeks. And, and if it doesn't get better, Denver might win a 10-9 to 9 game. I don't think so. But that's what they're going to try to so. do. Right. We don't talk about Davis very much because no one wants to watch Denver games. They're so bad to watch anytime they're on. It seems like they should probably be, you know, we always give Jacksonville gets like gets a game in London every year. There's always a game. Jacksonville always gives a home game to play in London. We should yeah. make Denver play on Thursdays just to go with the theme of bad football. Maybe make good Denver point. play four or five times on Thursdays. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. Anybody else that I missed? That was my list of who I'm starting, but this is a big week for people. Anybody else you want to recommend to guys who are, who are sitting on the fence? You know, I, I um, definitely was a prime you thing for sure on that one. I, I certainly love that one quite a bit. Um, with the Ravens, you know, I, I, I'm not ready to start Huntley yet, but I think that he is someone who, if you're desperate this week, you could look at. I think he has a high ceiling as somebody okay. who potentially may have some value there, depending again on your situation with injuries, because you could be hurting quite a bit if you lost Garoppolo, if you, um, you know, if you lost Lamar Jackson. I think those might be decent options for you. And I'm still thinking Samaj P. Ryan, even though Mixon's going to come back this week, Mixon's uh, cleared the concussion protocol. He's going to play. I got to believe they're still going to give P. Ryan his share of touches. And we saw what he can do when he gets any kind of volume. I think you would see a 60-40 split on uh, on carries in this game. And P. Ryan certainly has the, the ability to, to blow it up. But also that if Mixon gets dinged up at all, they're not going to take chances with him, and they don't have to because they've got to – a, a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt type situation there in Cincinnati with yep. P. Ryan and Joe Mixon. They do indeed. All right, item number eight, sit the asses. Again, it's hard to find people that you want to sit or have not want to sit. There's plenty that you have to sit in a week where there's six bi-week players and there are so many injuries across the board. Uh, Russell Wilson, I'm sitting. Um, Chris Jones and the Chiefs did not do enough getting after the passer. They will get after Russell. Uh, so I think 
yes. when he throws, he's going to be in trouble. Uh, so I, I, I'm sitting him. I'm sitting Kyler Murray, too. I look at Kyler Murray playing the Patriots on Monday night, and I think to myself, he ain't letting him out. He's going to stand back there and make him throw. They're going to double D-hop, so maybe Marquise Brown gets a catch or two. Yeah. But there's not much I like about this Arizona team, period, but especially coming up right. against an angry Patriots team that's going to be ready. It's going to be tough. God, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's any leagues I'm in where I could see having the option to sit Kyler Murray for a better option because yeah. you probably yeah. spent a high draft pick on Murray. It might be tough, um, but I'm not expecting a Kyler Murray-type game. If that's you know, so I'm with you. I think I think his performance does suffer. I'm just not sure if I'd have the balls to sit him. That's a great call by you. We'll uh, check in next week and see uh, if you nailed it or not. But I, I agree with you. I think he will have a less than average night. Yeah. Would you dare sit Kyler Murray and start Mike White in Buffalo, who's probably going to need to score forty to win? I would think I not. No, I know he needs to score 40. Doesn't mean he can score 40. You know, so this, this is a bad, bad matchup for Mike White. The uh, Ravens uh, but players. It's a state for the Jets, and the Bills are coming off an extended week, uh, right? Uh, they've got yeah. a third before that or something. Yes, yeah, so they've got a um, – it's a it's a rested Buffalo defense. Even though Von Miller's out for the season, it looks like, it's a rested Buffalo defense. Not a good recipe for Mike White and the Jets. I'm sitting essentially everyone Ravens without their quarterback – uh, they're at Pittsburgh. That Pittsburgh defense playing better is a little angrier, sort right. of looking like Pittsburgh. And uh, nobody knows what Raven running back to put in anyway. I, I, I guess what's really hurting them is J.K. Dobbins hasn't come back, right? A nice a nice 10 influx handling of J.K. Dobbins mixed in with their bigger backs, and all of a sudden they could go with a three-back set would get the Ravens back right. to being the Ravens, but it just hasn't happened. It hasn't, and it's turned out now that the Ravens running back situation is what the Patriots running back situation used to be, where you never knew who was going to get the most touches. You never knew who the lead dog was. If the lead dog only gets 40%, another guy gets 30, another guy gets 30, we don't know who that 40% guy is in Baltimore. It's not going to be Lamar Jackson, obviously. I don't know who to expect to get the ball, get the carries out there. But, yeah, they really want J.K. Dobbins to get back. Even in the last couple of years, even when it was like that off and on for – the Ravens, you you knew who the the touchdown guy was, right? So so yeah. you could say, okay, it's forty five yards, but it's probably a touchdown here. I can live with a floor of you know ten, eleven, and twelve. Now now you don't know that they haven't scored many times in the red zone. Item number nine, I need you to help me. Injury updates. I'm going to ask you questions, and you help me. Keenan uh, Allen got fourteen targets last week, so I guess he's feeling better. Mike Williams, I'm certain, wants to play this week. Uh, and and they could both have massive games in what we think is a high-scoring game. What about Mike Williams? So Brandon Staley said he ex- expects him to play this week, but did not be worried and if he will play. I think they're going to take be very cautious with him, even though it's a very important game for the Chargers playoff situation. Um, yeah. it's, it'd be a you don't want to lose home games this late in the season when you're trying to get back into the race. And so yeah. uh, Williams right now, as of now, Brandon Staley said he expects him to practice this week, but did not say anything yet about if he'll play. So that's one you have to watch for the status on. Um, they've got a lot of weapons there. I, I got to believe he'll try to give it a go because, like you said, it's a great matchup, and he needs to get back, and the Chargers need a win. We already said we don't anticipate Cortland Sutton playing against Kansas City. I can see how you'd be tantalized. Uh, Casey's playing three rookies in the secondary, uh, and, and right. they're going to need to try to score some points. But be careful because I, neither one of us thinks Sutton is going to play. Kenneth Walker, I had ruled out. You said uh, Pete Carroll did not rule him out today in discussions. 
So somebody's running it for Seattle. Somebody's running it. So is it yes. DJ Dallas who got dinged? Uh, is it Kenneth Walker? Uh, who, who was the other one? Uh, there's, there's also Travis Homer and Jones Jr. Those are the other guys. Yeah, right. um, Travis Homer, uh, knee injury. And they said it was kind of a high, it was a, a high ankle issue for DJ Dallas this week. So they're both awaiting MRI results. So we're not sure on that one. But um, keep an eye on that also. Yes, because like I said, on the radio show, uh, um, he was on 7, 10 a.m. on Monday. And that's yeah. what Pete Carroll said, that the MRI was positive. So he might play. And positive news, okay. I should say, from the MRI. Okay. Uh, Darren Waller, you got an update for me there? The Raiders now turned a corner. No one's looking. Maybe the offense is getting ready to go. Is there a Darren Waller pickup that needs to be made here by those who have given up? Yeah, they're they're seven. Uh, They were two and seven. Waller went down. Now they're five and seven. So they've had a lot of really good run lately for the Raiders, better than they thought they would. He is eligible to come off the IR this week. They haven't done it yet, but he's eligible to come off the IR. Um, But it's a short week for them. So I wonder if they'll keep him in keep him in ice in week 15. But I went through. I also uh, Goddard's also available to come off the IR. I picked up uh, picked up one or one of them, one or the other of them in a lot of my leagues as I got ready for the playoffs and also dice leagues that were the playoffs. So I looked at these guys and said, you know what? If the teams play it cautiously, wait till week 15 to play them. I'll have a great tight end option uh, if I've been streaming all year or just if my tight end is performing because they had great tight ends this year and Waller's got the potential to get down the stretch after the counter. Uh, che Ambrose had a question. Uh, good to hear from you, Che. He said, should I even think about streaming a defense and special teams for the fantasy playoffs if I own the Cowboys defense? Fair question. Fair question. Most of us have gotten into the habit of streaming defenses. Uh, sure. On the other hand, the Cowboys are pretty good. Yeah, they are. I, I as I get this late in the season, usually I pick up a second defense, which I know fantasy experts will tell you, never have two defenses on your team, never, ever, ever. But I'm sure there's a spot on my team, if I'm a competitive team, I'm sure there's a spot where I can move somebody. And as much as I love Dallas, and I do, but look at their matchups each week. If there's a streaming one to pick up, pick it up so you have an option. Just pick up to have the option. If For no reason to keep it from somebody else getting this option, it's a strong enough option. So I – I'm okay streaming a defense if it's got a better matchup than Dallas. We love Dallas's matchup this week. Obviously, yeah. obviously, we're playing them there. But start looking at weeks 15, 16, 17, and look at what the options are out there as far as the defense you can pick up that might have a better week out coming up. Yeah, I like what you're thinking, Chad. To be honest with you, it's Jacksonville next week, so you probably like Cowboys against that team as well. But the 24th, Christmas Eve, it's the Eagles. Now, I anticipate this being a war. But right. the the Cowboys have some issues at cornerback in, in the secondary at this time. Uh, so they're the number one rated defense in the NFL right now. But the Eagles can probably score some points. There might be a streaming option. I'm certainly, please don't drop the Cowboys. But there might be a streaming option on Christmas Eve for you. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Is that, a, is, that a, is that game in Dallas or Philly? In Dallas. It's in Dallas. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs just has a ton of carries and a ton of success in the last six weeks. Uh, he's a little dinged up. He has a he carries some sort of uh, injury tag with him. Uh, Amir Abdullah is a decent play if, for some reason, Josh Jacobs can't play. Oh, I've lost you a little bit. You froze on me. You there, Brady? Froze on me. I'm yeah. sorry. You there? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Go for it. You there now? Okay. Um, okay. So the last two weeks, 
Jacobs, even though, like they said, hey, he's not 100%. He's, last two weeks, he's got 67 touches for 453 yards and three touchdowns, which is an amazing number to have. Yes, they're on a short week now, though. Abdullah and Brandon Bold are both limited in practice this week so far. So, you know, it's not it, it's not ideally the way. All three of these guys are dinged up. you got to believe as long as the Raiders are going to the playoffs, though, they're still going to give a health, health to Josh Jacobs, who was one of those guys who's at the end of his rookie contract. Raiders didn't pick it up. Uh, the option on, I don't believe. So I think he's actually, so he's actually really playing for his next big contract. Yeah. Uh, who else am I missing? Injury updates. Uh, Jalen Waddle for the Dolphins had a leg injury, still played through that, but he only caught one pass for the against the 49ers, which killed me because I had Waddle in my daily fantasy. But he appears to be fine now, is what they're saying. Should be good. Let's watch a little bit because it's a Sunday night game um, yeah. for him. But Jalen Waddle should be okay. The Ravens have said J.K. Dobbins could play this week. Uh, last of week, uh, the touches were split up. Drake had 10, Edwards had six, Justin Hill had three. They would love to get J.K. Dobbins out there. Uh, so we'll see on that one. But uh, I mentioned earlier, Deontay Foreman missed practice today with a foot injury. So keep an eye on that one. All right. So it is week 14. Do what you have to do. If, if you're in or out based on this week, do what you have to do. Get off of it. Find yourself some of these pickups. I did last week a, a where I, I, I jettisoned a backup quarterback, a backup tight end, and a streaming defense to go pick up three iffy running backs who I thought might get 15 touches. You've got to do what you've got to do. And, and there yep. is... There are some questions in here with injuries, et cetera, et cetera. Look at Seattle. What are they going to do? Who's who's running the ball for Seattle? If Walker's not playing, it could be any of three guys, and they'll get lots of carries. So do what you got to do. You've made it this far. So don't give up now. Uh, hang in there and pull out all the strings and, and do what you can do. Uh, item number 10 for me is secret tips. That was kind of it. So then I went with, eh, it's the holiday season. What are my worst Christmas songs ever? So I have this list. All I want for Christmas, fill in the, is my two front teeth. Makes me want to knock that kid's other tooth out. Uh, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Makes me want to hurt her. Uh, Mary, did you know, depresses the shit out of me. Uh, What child is this? Does the same thing. Anything involving the chipmunks makes me want to get a bat. Uh, The little drummer boy pisses me off. And John Denver actually has a song, and I only heard this once, called Please Daddy, Don't Get Drunk. This Christmas. Sounds like too. I don't know why they don't want daddy to be happy. If he's better drunk, let him drink. Uh, and then the last one, but not least for me, Joel Gray sang a song called I'm going to put glue around the tree so Santa will stick around. Okay, now Brady said this to me. Those last two I had to look up. So I thought there is no way in hell that a John Denver song about daddy don't get drunk and there's no way somebody wrote a song putting glue around the tree so Santa will stick around. That I could not believe those were real songs. So I've never heard those. I don't think I want to. I agree on the um, the chipmunks, anything by them. I, the, the two front teeth, hip hoppers. Any, any time a song where you've got um, like an altered voice to sound, either like an animal or a young child or something, I hate all of those songs. I just don't like those at all. Anytime I'm filling in between the words. So when she says, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas, and I say, shut up, then that's not a good song for me. Now, I, I will admit, I am a sucker for like the kind of the rock and roll singers that do Christmas songs. Sure, like, give I me love, some Bruce. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the Springsteen ones for sure, both of his that they did. I, I love Elvis's Blue Christmas. Um, yeah. uh, the Hall and Oates, the Paul McCartney, Elton John, all of those. I love all those songs. 
there are two that I think should be on this list. Well, good. One of them is I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus by the Jackson Five. Yeah. I think that's just annoying as hell. It's creepy because Michael Jackson way. I think I might feel creepy uh, if I enjoy it. And the other one that I really hate is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I think hmm. the first time I heard it, but I don't need to hear it every single year, multiple times on the radio. It just doesn't do anything for me. I think that, that song is kind of on its course, but I will always listen to like rock stars singing uh, Christmas songs. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Uh, get some Christmas shopping done. I'm doing most of mine online like the rest of America. I feel badly about it too. I really do. The fact that I'm like everyone else and now pip packages keep coming to my door and they're small packages because I'm too right. lazy to go out to the stores to buy something makes me feel like shit. Uh, but apparently you know, I'm fitting I'm fitting right in. As much as I, it's convenient, I like that part of it, I want to have the feeling of going to a shopping mall with Christmas stuff around, a lot of people, uh, you know, some people singing somewhere, the Santa set up somewhere. I would want that kind of feeling again. I'm not necessarily have to do it. Just have the feeling of that, which you don't get with the online shopping. That's totally why I'm old agree. and I tell people to get off my lawn. But I would love to like go back to a mall and be able to experience that again. I don't know if I want to go to the mall, but I know that this woman that I love deserves me to go out and try, right? To go out and right. go through the process of, well, that fit her. You know, how's she look in that <laughs> color, right? Well, she has great shoulders. So that would be, you know, I, right. I need to go through the painstaking process because I'm right. lucky enough to have her. So get your ass out there and do something. There you go. That's great advice. That is, that is great secret tip right there from Brady Tinker. And do not listen to, please, Daddy, don't get drunk on Christmas. Just let Daddy get drunk. <laughs> don't, do it. don't do it. Oh, my God. I've got to listen to it, Brady. You're going to ruin Christmas for me this year. I've got to listen to it now. The greatness of John Denver, the poor bastard. All right, buddy. Enjoyed it very much. Get some Christmas shopping done. I'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, man. We'll talk soon. All right, pal. Thanks. <laughs>